up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You, you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. My name is Travis Sparks, and I cheer for Illinois athletics, and I obviously do not deserve good things. And Eric Fry. I have honestly no idea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's up out there? Welcome in. Welcome in to a, another edition of the uh, starting lineup here on ESPN Radio 98.9 VA Game. What's happening out there on this uh, Friday, uh, this uh, feel-good uh, Friday out there? And it is April 14th, 2023. It is the starting lineup. We're hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks here in studio, and Eric Fry is uh, on a location uh, there. So uh, we'll bring him in here in just a second. But uh, we got a good show lined up for you, as always, here on this uh, Friday. And we got action from the local sports realm we got baseball and a softball diamonds to take a look at as well as get you set for today's matchups and we'll take a quick peek into the weekend's matchups as well coming up here in uh, just a little bit we'll also hit up on uh, some uh, major league baseball cubs were off yesterday but the cardinals were in action they kicked off their four game set with pittsburgh last night with a loss but uh, we'll get to that as well as the uh, other national sports nba playoff tournament uh, continues uh, tonight as the bulls try to pull off the win against the heat as demir DeRozan's daughter believe she will not be making the trip there to miami and and uh, so we'll see how well the Bulls do without her. And uh, we'll also get you a little preview of the NBA playoffs uh, coming up this weekend as well. And uh, hit up on uh, stuff that happened in the NHL last night as well. And then the uh, big story in uh, the NFL as well with the uh, Washington Commanders. Looks like a new ownership coming in there for a nice hefty price tag there and then also coming up in the podcast we got to get to some nascar this weekend and we got to get the nascar pick'em game as well all coming up here on the show here on this friday jam-packed friday so uh eric how you doing today Travis, how about yourself? How, how are things going? Yeah, I'm not doing it too bad. The weather's nice, and uh, yeah. it's Friday. That's always good, it, right? It is. And I got some uh, some hot takes coming up later on. 
Hot takes. All right. Oh, so yeah. Hot take Friday coming at you here in a, oh, yeah. just a little bit then. So stick around to see what Eric's got to say about things coming up here. So, all right. I'm looking forward to that, hearing that. So let's go ahead and let's get it started. And let's get a jump started with what we always do. And it's first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we'll start off in the Major League Baseball ranks as one streak came to an end yesterday, but one streak still continues. And the one streak that I'm talking about is the game in the St. Louis Cardinals game as the Pirates, they shut out the Cardinals. They can only scratch across six runs as Vince Velasquez just had it working last night and then the uh, bullpen that has been quite improved there by the uh, Pirates after having such a high ERA last year as an entire team and they just shut down the uh, Cardinals uh, last night so I'll give a little tip to my uh, Cardinals hat to the uh, Pirates pitching uh, last night and uh, Pittsburgh ended up winning this one uh, five to nothing and uh, Jordan Walker's uh, hit streak came to an end last night as well. That's that's a, a shame for him, but obviously still going to have a, a good season, well on his way to having uh, a rookie of the year type of season. But Travis, this Cardinals team, I don't know. the The starting pitching isn't great. Montgomery wasn't awful last night, but oh, he was fine. There's nothing I can point to to say this is a good thing that's happening with this team right now. Uh, and then maybe uh, Jordan Walker, and that's about it. But one guy is not going to lead you to a championship, right? Yeah, jo- Jordan Montgomery w- was good uh, last night. He did get himself in a little bit of trouble there, and uh, was credited with uh, another run after uh, they scored. Uh, Pittsburgh scored an early run, but uh, well, actually, it wasn't too early. It was in the sixth inning, uh, actually, uh, there, but. Uh, you know, he pitched fine, and uh, Hicks came in, and he couldn't find the zone, and uh, he ended up getting only one out, and he had a couple walks, and that's kind of been the story early on for Hicks. You know, we, we knew that he's a flamethrower. He can throw over 100 miles an hour, but sometimes he can't find the plate, and that's exactly uh, what happened last night. Uh, Cabrera had to come in and clean that up and even him coming in he wasn't uh, very sharp as well as I was able to catch some of the uh, TV broadcasts as well they were talking about making an adjustment from pitching in Colorado to uh, pitching here back in in altitude or below altitude there and I don't I don't really think that was a big thing we had a day off last yesterday yeah. so that shouldn't have been an adjustment uh hicks he didn't even play in the um colorado series due to nope. uh, i think he had like an injury or something uh going on there but um you know he hasn't been very sharp this season and you know nope. the, the guy that has pitched well this season jordan montgomery and we needed all we needed was a couple of runs and the it could have been a different story uh but we can't even get him a run or two so uh like you said your hat to the Pirates pitching, but Travis, let's let's be honest. 
you probably weren't expecting to be losing to the Pirates and be looking up at them in the central standings when started. No, no, that's definitely not something that you uh, that you pencil in there happening. Um, but hey, all credit to them. You know, young team, young core. And, uh, you know, they made some good plays in the outfield there as well uh, with the pitching. And, you know, maybe they have low expectations, rightfully so, of how young they are. Maybe this might be uh, something going for for Pittsburgh. I don't know. Uh, It is only a few games in. We're only a week in or two weeks in to the season. Yeah, Yeah, to me, Travis, there's just – this Cardinal team, I feel, is still searching for an identity. They are, yeah. They're still searching for that something. And, and you know, I don't know if, if it's, you know, Aaron Nato not quite playing like an MVP like he was last year. Maybe Goldschmidt not playing at that level. Maybe the emotion of Pujols not being there that carried him and Yachty that carried through last year. Maybe that's not there because Wainwright's still on the IL. I I don't know, but this Cardinal team just doesn't look quite right out there. Right, yeah, definitely. They they don't look like themselves, and they are trying to find find themselves and try to find uh, identity. Uh, some good news though, besides uh, uh, the uh, pitching or uh, from Jordan Montgomery uh, last night, was that uh, it looks like uh, Newbar he went off to a rehab assignment in Memphis. He did go hitless in that uh, assignment. It was like 0 for 5 or something. He drove in a run, but uh, it looks like he could be uh, joining the ball club uh, soon, and he could be back with the uh, big league ball club next week. And I was even hearing possibly the weekend as well to rejoin the team, but. Uh, definitely next week uh, we could see a new bar uh, back with a team, and that's going to create a log jam uh, with the um, outfield situation. We're going to have to send somebody else uh, down because, hey, we're not sending down Jordan Walker. We thought no. he would start the season, uh, and I wasn't expecting him to go down once uh, uh, new bar came back healthy, but you're definitely not going to send him uh, down, especially after uh, completing a 12-game hit streak to start his career. He's going to be your only, the on, only guy that people are showing up to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, one of the few. Do you, do you send down Carlson? No. Uh, he might be out of options anyways. Um, one guy that is escaping me uh, right now, he plays in the infield. Uh, Motter. Tyler. Taylor Motter. Oh, Taylor Motter. Yeah. He can go down. Yeah, he can go down. <laughs> he is an infielder, though. So, I mean, I guess a good send on Yepes, too, uh, I guess. But uh, it's going to create a log jam there with uh, with Newpar uh, coming back. But, um, you know, hey, it's just going to be one of those games where your offense doesn't show up and your offense didn't show up uh, last night. Uh, there, so uh, Cardinals uh, take the loss, and they have started off every series with a loss. I uh, saw that stat, so uh, add that one to the uh, season total there as well. Cards drop to uh, five and eight on the season, and they'll be uh, back in action uh, the weekend with the uh, Pittsburgh game tonight. Starts at a six twenty pregame show here on a ninety eight nine seven oh five game broadcast. First pitch to follow. After that, and then on a Saturday, the game will be at a 12:20 a pregame show, and run that back for Sunday as well. And of course, 
hear it all weekend long here on 98.9 here on the home central travis of the st louis cardinals yeah jake woodford on the mound tonight Ooh, (laughs) big name big big game jake Steven Matz on Saturday and uh, <laughs> Miles Michaelis on Sunday. There you go. Trying to right the ship. Uh, so I said one streak, it came to an end yesterday, and one streak is still continuing as the Arrays. They're off to uh, tying a record for the best start as they're now 13-0 and as they rally and beat the Red Sox 9-3 to uh, yesterday. So... Uh, the Rays, they just keep on winning. Thank for bringing this up now, Travis. This is my hot take. Okay. This is the most overrated streak I have ever seen. Overrated? Yes. The teams they've beaten, Travis, 15 and 36. Hmm. They beat Detroit, Washington, Oakland, and Boston. No one's expecting those teams to do anything. Hmm. That's uh, that's fair. How can you be like, oh, this is the I, – I understand. Number-wise, it is the longest streak to start a season. I get that. But I am predicting it right now, Travis. They are losing at least one, if not two, games this weekend, taking on Toronto, who is actually a competent team. Ooh, yeah, Toronto, that's going to be uh, that's gonna be tough to keep the streak yeah, going. because the other thing is – Tampa Bay has gone on the road once this season, and that is to Washington. Their other three series have all been at home. Mm. So, again, you're playing teams in, would you not say Detroit, Washington, Oakland, and Boston are four of, if not the worst teams in baseball? Yeah, they're definitely uh, at the bottom of the barrel there, for sure. They're not exactly exactly the Yankees and uh, Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. So, to me... It's great number-wise when you just look at it. And you're like, oh, look at the run differentials. Oh, look at yeah, run you know, differential, they, they the home behind. runs. Yeah, they came from behind after you know yesterday and blah blah blah. It's overrated. The teams they beat have done nothing and aren't expecting to do anything. Wow. Mm. They uh, currently lead the majors with uh, 32 home runs, only the 2019 Mariners and the 2000 Cardinals with 33 home run more through 13 games. So uh, it is it is a fair comparison to look at the teams that they've uh, beat. I'm not going to argue that because, well, you can't really uh, because they're not exactly the best teams out there. And, you know, you were talking about uh, on the road or at home or whatever. It's not exactly a home advantage. As, uh, it's been a story for years about uh, Tampa not exactly a baseball town there. You know, the the largest crowd was yesterday since opening day. It was 21,000 people uh, in attendance yesterday. So even if you have a great start like this and the Rays have always had some pretty solid teams, but they just can't get anyone out to show out for the games and – uh, well, it's not exactly a home field advantage. It's not exactly Wrigley Field uh, there at the Trop uh, for Tampa. Yeah, and again, I also put that on. Who are you facing? Well, I'm not going to come out and see a clobber Oakland eleven to nothing. Right. If you were a real baseball city, you would be. I don't know. I don't know if I can spend that kind of money to sit there for eleven nothing. 
shellacking, oh, whether I'm sure it's for my if, team or not. I'm sure in Florida, St. Pete, I'm sure there's people down there that could afford it, afford to go well, to a few more games. Thing, Travis, where they're at, and I'm not, this isn't a dig at St. Louis, it's going to sound like it, but it's not. Where they're at, they have a lot more competition of other things you can do. It's kind of like in L.A. It's kind of like in New York. You have a lot of other things you can go do other than go see a baseball game. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, I I can see it in a city like Miami or something like that. But I mean, I've never been to St. Pete, so I haven't either. So I don't know but, how how big the nightlife is. Looking at the schedule for Tampa, like I said, they got three against Toronto this weekend. Then they got the Reds, who have been okay this year. The White Sox, the Astros, the White Sox, Pittsburgh. Travis, it's not till May they face the Yankees. Hmm. And then they go on a stretch where they face the Yankees, the Orioles, the Yankees, the Mets, Milwaukee, back to Toronto, then the Dodgers before they finally get a break and take on the Cubs and Red Sox again. So that's going to tell us what this, you know, through May is going to tell us what this, you know, Tampa Bay team is actually like. It's true. That's uh, fair fair to say. So that just means to pile on as many wins as you possibly can here in the early going because that schedule is going to get a, a lot tougher and uh, tougher. And, and as we always say, you play the people who are in front of you, and that's exactly what the Rays have done, and they've done a good job of it. But again, I still feel it is the most overhyped win streak in baseball history. Mm, I'm not willing to go that far, uh, but – uh, like you said, they are going up north uh, this weekend to take on uh, the uh, Blue Jays. Uh, Drew Rouseman uh, will go for the race tonight against Jose Barrios for the uh, Blue Jays. And then on Saturday, uh, Josh Fleming will go for Tampa. And uh, Shane McClanahan versus Alex Mona for the Sunday matchup, a battle of the aces there. That should be an entertaining ball game. Texas and Houston get the uh, Sunday night baseball game this week. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have had the Cubs and Dodgers, or the you Bre- would think the Brewers and Padres. Maybe that's one of the Apple games. I Probably don't know. Uh, the two games today because it is Apple TV Plus doubleheader Friday. Uh, the Giants against the Tigers and the Angels against the Red Sox. So, I mean, at least you get uh, Trout and Otani on Apple TV Plus. So. I guess. <laughs> and uh, Detroit. Your boy, Javi Baez, getting pulled last night to send a message there after now, it, some effort. It, yes, it did send a message, but it's not just because of that. I, it also happened Wednesday when they lost in extra innings and they had two guys who didn't who made base running mistakes as well who didn't start yesterday's game. So there's a culture problem there in Detroit. Uh, yeah, and uh, that was only their third win of the season. They ended up winning the game. They're 3-9. and nine. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's only their third win of the season, and no one's even talking about it because all they're talking about is Javi. <laughs> right, exactly. Not the first time he's done this, by the way. He did it as a Cub back in 2021. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not the first time uh, for Javi Baez to be in uh, this kind of situation. So <laughs> you, know, you know how they talk about baseball IQ? Sometimes I feel his is zero. Sometimes it can be lacking, yeah. Yeah. Yep, unfortunately. So, uh, Sandy Alcantara going uh, for the uh, Marlins uh, this weekend on Sunday. It looks like we got a lot of aces on uh, Sunday, including uh, Shane Bieber versus Patrick Corbin. 
in the Guardians Nationals matchup. So look out for some home runs on mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday. I haven't seen what yep. old Patrick Corbin's been doing this season. I haven't really been paying attention to a Nationals baseball. Uh, Seven point seven one ERA. He's that, been doing great. That's our guy, Patrick Corbin. <laughs> Uh, let's see. He's only given up three home runs this year, though, but a lot more runs. All right, so that was a quick look at uh, some MLB as uh, the uh, Cubs, as we mentioned, uh, they're in L.A. this weekend to take on the uh, Dodgers. Uh, looks like uh, who's going to tonight? Uh, the uh, steal against the Noah Syndergaard. Uh, this evening and on Saturday you got a tie-on against uh, Michael Gore and on a Sunday let's see you got Drew Smiley against Julio Urias on Sunday's matchup in Los Angeles City of Angels out west for the Cubs this weekend and the White Sox are hosting the Orioles for a series as well all right, that's a look at the uh, quick whip around of Major League Baseball. Let's continue with the baseball theme, and let's talk baseball and a softball from uh, the uh, local area coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double-check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Low prices on seasonal favorites keep springing up at Rural King. Save $5 on a two-gallon hand sprayer from Chapin, now just $12.99. And stock up on mulch in all your favorite colors for just $2.49 a bag. Plus, save some green on 40-pound bags of Greenskeeper Secret All-Purpose Fertilizer, now just $14.99. Shop these deals and more at RuralKing.com or your neighborhood Rural King, America's farm and home store. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, is your check engine light on? The free fix finder service reads your check engine, ABS, and maintenance lights. It even sends a detailed report directly to your email. When you need to get back on the road, AutoZone's free fix finder service is here. Get the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. Only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. See details at AutoZone.com. Wait, aren't these all charitable donations? At Magda's Tax Prep, every person counts. Do not have to file for an extension. She needs new auditors to maximize returns on her family time. Can someone help with these 1099s? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. 
Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-297-5533. 800-297-5533. And now. Travis Sparks with the Aurora Sports Center update. And I'm kind of doing this on the fly because Eric's script is not... Pulling up, but Eastern Illinois a shortstop Trey Sweeney was named the Ohio Valley Conference Baseball Player of the Year. The starting lineup. Holy cow, what a terrible sports hurry that was. I don't blame you. I blame me. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. Charles Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you here on ESPN Radio. Just talked a lot of Major League Baseball. Well, let's talk some local baseball here as we had high school baseball from yesterday. As we'll start off in the Apollo as North Clay, they took down the Hearts 12-2-4. As North Clay, they got runs in the first. They got three more in the second inning to take a 4-0 lead. Uh, FEM sprinkled runs in the second, third, and fourth to uh, climb within one run, trailing 4-3. North Clay got one in the top of the fifth, but they busted it wide open there in the top of the seventh, and they picked up seven runs in that inning to go on to win uh, 12 to 4. Uh, Compton gets the win for North Clay. He went two and a third innings, only giving up a hit, a couple of runs, and a one a strikeout. Uh, both Joneses came in and they pitched in relief as Zimdars as well. Uh, closes things out there. Uh, Warren leads the way in the uh, uh, RBIs department as he picked up three of them. They also got RBIs uh, from Booz, Fleener, Jones, and Walden there, and Ingram as well, adding to the offensive efforts for North Clay. Uh, for the Hearts, uh, Webb, he gets hit with the loss. He went uh, an inning and a third, or inning and two thirds, five hits, four runs, and one strikeout uh, there as a Seacrest. Nichols, Harper, and Donaldson all pitched in the game as well. The only two RBIs were credited to Cobra Line there as he drove in both of those as North Clay takes the victory of that game 
yesterday. It was a St. Anthony getting the win over a Salt Fork, and it was a 10 to nothing final there in that one as Jansen gets the win on the mound as he only gave up one hit and struck out eight batters in this five-inning affair here due to the 10-run rule there. As uh, St. Anthony offensively, uh, they had a three RBIs and a home run from Levitt. Uh, Schmidt also drove in a three runs as well. Uh, Fearday picks up an RBI. That's Brock Fearday, Caney, and Adams also sent one over the fence and had an RBI as well for the victorious Bulldogs. It was the topless getting the win over Dietrich, and it was in a walk-off style. But first, before I get to the walk-off, it was uh, Dietrich picking up a run on the top of the first. Shoes get two right back in the bottom of half inning. Uh, Dietrich, they end up tying the score there in the top of the third. And then in the fifth, each getting a run. So there in the uh, seventh inning, it was all tied up at a three. And it was uh, Brent Thompson who ended up having the game winner, the walk-off double for the shoes to pull off the victory. He also drove in a couple of runs as well. And Jansen had two RBIs as a designated hitter as well. Dill gets hit with a loss for the Maroons as he went six innings, four runs. Two of those were earned, three walks and five Ks. And on the other side, it was Geckner picking up the win in relief. He goes a couple innings and picking up a strikeout, giving up a hit. While Larson started the game, he went five innings, giving up one earned run and eight strikeouts uh, there. But obviously with the comeback win, Geckner picks up the uh, win. The only RBI that was uh, credited for Dietrich was Funiman, uh, was credited with that rib. We also had Nioga getting the win over uh, Cumberland in a uh, close uh, game. We had that one a uh, 4-2 to two as uh, Nioga uh, they trailed a two to nothing in the uh, top of the fourth, but they tied it up there, and they also picked up insurance runs uh, there in the fifth and seventh inning to go on to win. Uh, Sheehan gets the win on the mound as he only uh, goes three innings, and he doesn't allow a run or a hit in that one. And uh, McElravey is the losing pitcher there on the mound. And Hennessy gets credited for two RBIs for Nioga. And Bradley is the other RBI man for Cumberland there in that one. And it was also a Brownstown St. Elmo getting the win over Mulberry Grove 4-2 in this one. As Brownstown picked up a run in the first. And that was it until the sixth as both teams got runs there. And then Brownstown picked up a couple of insurance runs. In the top of the seventh, uh, Jared Paul, uh, Palsy, he goes uh, six and two-thirds innings, getting the win on the bump. He only allows four hits and a couple runs and 11 strikeouts as well. Forbes and Stein are RBIs credited for the uh, Bombers there in that one. And uh, the uh, Little Illini saw Newton shut out Marshall six to uh, nothing in uh, this one as... It was a Newton picking up three runs in the first and a fourth inning to go on to win. And they only allowed a one hit in this one. Uh, Reach gets the uh, dub on the mound as he struck out 16 batters and only allowing one walk and one hit as well for the Eagles. Uh, RBIs, he also drove in a run. Uh, Ferguson picked up another RBI. And Harris was the other credited RBI for 
Newton. As a Robinson, they also shut out KZ 6-0. Paris over Alney, 13-5. Mount Carmel over uh, Wood Memorial, 8-6. And Red Hill over Lawrenceville, 7-2. Apollo Conference, it was Muhammad picking up another win, and they improved to 12-2 on the season. They defeated uh, uh, Gibson City, uh, 15-2. Lincoln Prairie, high-scoring affair in this one. Villa Grove, they defeat Tuscola 23-17. Offense scoring runs there yesterday. There's a Fisher over Heritage, 18-9. They doubled him up. And Saracota over Arthur Christian, 14-12. Warnsboro-Latham saw Taylorville. And uh, Warnsboro-Latham got the victory, 15-11. South Central Conference, uh, we had Vandalia over Shelbyville, 2-1. Modern Day over Hillsborough, 11-0. Carlinville over Jerseyville, 13-2-11, and also uh, South Central, the Cougars, they were playing a team from the South Central Conference, Greenville, and uh, South Central picked up the uh, shutout win, 8 to nothing. Uh, Benera gets the win there on the mound, and it looks like uh, Montes picked up a couple of RBIs for the Cougars in the win. In a softball uh, yesterday, we had Topolis, uh, they get the win over Winston's two straws, a 5-2-4, Topolis picks up a couple in the first inning, one in the second. Winston's two straws gets four in the third to take the 4-3 to three lead. Uh, but then in the bottom half, the shoes pull in front with a couple runs, and they never look back. Gibson gets the win in the circle. She goes seven innings, striking out 12, and Hayes takes the loss for the Hatchets. Uh, Helmnick has a couple RBIs for Topolis. Conkle, Neary, Sargent. Get the other RBIs. Uh, Van Buren's, she gets credited for two RBIs. And Carrie and Freeze are the other RBIs for the Hatchets. Dietrich wins over Palhut 7 of 5. Uh, Palhut got the party started with two in the first. Uh, Dietrich ties it up with two in the third. And uh, uh, Palhut gets it right back, takes a 3 to 2 lead uh, in the bottom of half of that inning. But then the Maroons get five in the fifth to go on to win. Uh, Niebergy gets the win in the circle. Uh, Niemark, I should say, sorry, as she gets the win in the circle, going seven innings and a strikeout six. And she also still went over the fence with a home run and two RBIs. And Estella Meinhardt and Goble are other RBIs. Altamont, they defeat CHBC 8-3 here. Altamont with two in the first, three in the second, so runs early. And a CHBC picked up a couple in the fourth, but then Altamont puts it away with three more in the bottom half of that inning. Uh, Limke gets the win in the circle. She goes three innings, and not allowing a run or a hit, and strikeout seven. Osteen and Denton come in in relief, and Summers takes the loss in the circle for CHBC. Klein and Limke, they both have a couple RBIs, and Piercy drove in another run. It was Newton walking off against Marshall 3 to 2. Newton had one in the first inning and then Marshall pulls ahead 2 to 1 in the fourth, uh, but then uh, in the bottom of the 7th, the Eagles walk it off with two in the bottom of that inning. Uh, Coker, Mulvey, Grove are RBIs for the Eagles and uh, Coker gets the win in the circle. Uh, she goes all 7 innings, giving up four hits, a couple runs and striking out 10. And so Newton, now they're 11 and 1. On the season, it's Casey defeating Robinson 13-3. Alney over Paris 5-4. Lincoln Prairie is Oblong over Tri County 16-1. Westville over Villa Grove 1-0. Blue Ridge over Leroy 14-1.
And finally in the South Central, it was a Quincy Notre Dame over Piasaw 12-3 and Gillespie over O'Fallon 6 to three games going on today in high school baseball. You got Altamont and West Hancock squaring off. I believe that game's going to be uh, in a neutral site uh, there. I think that was Beardstown, maybe. Uh, Casey there at St. Anthony and South Central hosting a North Clay, and that's going to be a part of the uh, Wooden Bat Tournament. Uh, Mount Carmel at Princeton, Sullivan and Olney, Apollo Conference, Mount Zion hosting Chatham Glenwood, Lincoln at Springfield Southeastern, Charleston at Rantoul, Lincoln Prairie, Arthur against Cumberland, Okaw Valley against Tri-County, Decatur LSA against Villa Grove, Argenta, Cerro Gordo, Central Illinois, Tuscola, Decatur St. T, Sullivan at Macon Meridian, Central NM hosting Clinton, Vandalia at Piasol, Carlinville hosting Hillsborough, Gillespie at Staunton, and Greenville at Pena. In softball, you got Topless at Flora, NTC and Newton hosting Altamont, Ramsey at St. Elmo, St. Anthony at Monticello, Little Illini, Tolona Unity at Paris, Apollo, you got FEM hosting Champaign Central, Mount Zion at Rochester, Charleston at Mohammed, St. Joe at Mattoon, Lincoln Prairie, Cumberland at Arcola, Arthur at hosting Heritage, Blue Ridge at Villa Grove, Sarah Gordo at Oak Hall Valley, Central Illinois, Sullivan at Macon Meridian, Clinton at Central A&M, uh, South Central Hillsboro, Carlinville, Staunton and Gillespie, Greenville at Pena, Litchfield, North Mac as well. And we also have a couple of different track meets at Robinson and Monticello with area representation there for today's track and field action. And uh, let's take a quick peek into the uh, weekend as well as we do have some uh, good games there as uh, Altamont is in Beardstown for sure on Saturday. And uh, the South Central Wooden Bat Tournament will uh, continue on with uh, North Clay and South Central participating in that as well as Flora and Woodlawn as well. Uh, Newton, they're going to be at the uh, Robinson uh, Tournament there. Uh, you also got Casey hosting Arthur. Uh, FEM is at Mattoon, both in baseball and softball. And due to some of the weather as expected in the afternoon for Saturday, both of those games have been moved up to 9.30 a.m. So get ready for some breakfast and some ball there for baseball and softball for the Hearts and Green Wave tomorrow. Muhammad, they are at Charleston. You also have Decatur LSA at Central A&M. In uh, softball, St. Elmo's at the Nokomis Tournament. Uh, you also got Greenville hosting both Newton and uh, Redbud uh, as well. Cumberland is at the uh, KZ around Robin there with a ton of teams participating in uh, that. And that's a quick look. And we'll have this complete uh, schedule for you up on the website later on this evening for tomorrow's action as well as the final scores. For today's action. All right, uh, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, move on, and we'll return and talking to some NFL in the uh, news that was happening yesterday, and it was the Commanders. Looks like uh, they are finally sold, and they have new owners there. So we'll be talking about that coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. 
A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. When an illness strikes you or your family, count on the help of Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy, your community Health Mart Pharmacy. They have a wide selection of over-the-counter medicines to offer relief. Plus, if you're on a prescription and need to know how some of these medicines will interact with your prescription, your Andy's Health Mart Pharmacists are trusted healthcare resources that can recommend the best products for you. Visit Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy today at 805 West Fayette in Effingham. Health Mart taking the time to listen and care. Hi, I'm April Custer, part of the Chromo Media Digital Team in Effingham. I love what I do explaining our digital and social tools working with friends like you. We help businesses digitally grow with targeted display, geofencing, connective TV, geo-retargeting, pre-roll, YouTube video, email marketing, social media, and our brand new digital billboard on your dashboard. Combining digital with radio campaign boosts your brand awareness four and a half times. Give Chromo Media the opportunity to show you what we can do for your business. Email me, april.custer at chromomedia.com. Spring is here, and it's time to get your car the attention it deserves with professional car detailing services from Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota in Effingham. Winter can be tough on your vehicle, leaving behind dirt, salt, and grime. From hand washing and waxing to interior detailing and stain removal, we'll have your car looking like new in no time. Call us today to schedule your appointment. Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham, or danheck.com online. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. The final horse now in the gate, and they're off. They're starting off with a double curl loop jump, leaving a difficult 7-10 split. It's his movement on the inside rail. Only nine pins separate them now as they head to the final quarter mile. They're neck and neck. It's down to the last frame. Here comes the actual jump. They bundle their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Win, strike, savings, gold. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Attorney Joe Cordell. Business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court. In addition to everything else going on, they have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are, coupled with claims on their business or practice itself. Clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer skills in these matters, and that's why it's so important to hire someone that has those skills. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Springfield area attorneys. 2815 Old Jacksonville Road, Suite 103, Springfield, Illinois, 62704. And now... So can... It's a little overrated. Just two cents. Peyton Manning is overrated. A little bit, yeah. You're thinking of his, like, last year... No. Don't think of him as his last year. No, like his whole career. The starting lineup. <laughs> he is properly rated. No, a little overrated. How dare you? On 98.9 The Game. Peyton Manning can thank Edron James, Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. All right, then Joe Montana is overrated. Thank oh, You can thank yeah. Jerry Rice for everything. I, Travis Sparks with your Sports Center update. The Blues wrapped up the regular season with a 1-0 loss wah, wah, to the Dallas Stars at American Airlines Center last night. 
St. Louis gave up Dallas's only goal in the fourth minute of the third period. Jordan Bennington stopped 33 shots in the losing effort. The Blues finished up the season with 81 points, 37, 38, and 7 record, and missed the postseason. St. Louis City SC, they're trying to snap back-to-back -back games and they'll try to do that as they host the FC of Cincinnati at a City Park tomorrow night. City has been blanked in each of its last two matches, including a 3-0 loss to the Sounders last Saturday. St. Louis is in second place in the Western Conference. Jonathan Taves ended his Blackhawks career with a goal in front of the hometown fans at the United Center last night. Uh, Taves and the Blackhawks lost to the Flyers in overtime 5-4 in the last game of the uh, season. It was the defending NBA champions are getting back Andrew Wiggins for their first-round playoff series. The Golden State head coach Steve Kerr said on Thursday that the forward is feeling good and is ready to go for Saturday's game against the Kings in Sacramento. Wiggins missed the final 25 games of the regular season. Speaking of the Kings, their head coach, Mike Brown, is earning some recognition. He's been voted the Coach of the Year for the Coaches Association. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here. Travis Sparks saying handling the uh, sports on our reads today. And Eric Fry on location as well. Mm. I'll give a yeah. C plus on that one. Yeah, it, I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. I was just going to say that that Tay's story, it almost had the Hollywood ending, Travis. He had the breakaway in overtime Did, and he yeah. just missed the goal. Mm-hmm. Yep. That would have been the ultimate moment. Yep, yep. That would have been uh, – you couldn't have written it any better. But, of course, but he scores. the Blackhawks stink and they lost. Yeah, they lost and they had a nice little tribute there at the uh, end of the game there. So well deserved. Was, and he talked a little bit as well. Yeah, he didn't. He said that he didn't deserve it. He's, he felt like he didn't uh, – he's not worthy of this, I think, was his little thing that he caught got caught in the hot mic saying. Uh, but, well, and – Here's the thing about it, Travis. I mean, three Stanley Cups in 15 years, that's an average of one every five years. That's not bad at all. I know. I know. I think he joins Gretzky and Crosby, I know for sure, as captains with three championships. Yep. Sounds like a guy to me that I wouldn't want to re-sign in the offseason. I know. You and me differ on this. Uh-huh. Big time. All right, so uh, let's uh, move on and uh, let's talk about uh, the thing that was penciled in uh, for uh, this segment and that the uh, Washington Commanders, as it's also an end of an era there, as it looks like the end of uh, Dan Snyder there as owners of the uh, franchise. They're in a preliminary, non-exclusive agreement to sell the uh, franchise uh, led to uh, by a group uh headed by Josh Harris, who co-owns teams in the NBA, 76ers, and the New Jersey Devils in the NHL for a $6.05 billion, according to Adam Schefter, and that was reported on Thursday. So, uh, Commanders, new owners, Dan Snyder, gone. And, you know, this Commanders team hasn't been good, Travis, since he took over. You know, he took over in 99 had 10 wins in a season just three times and lost double digit games in 10 seasons all since 2003 they've reached the playoffs six times since he took over in 99 their last win coming in the 2005 wild card only the lions and browns have fewer playoff wins but they're still 
the sixth highest valued franchise in the NFL. They're the only ones out of those six that haven't won a playoff game in over the last 15 seasons. So obviously there's some value there somewhere, but man, uh, I'm, I'm glad for the NFL that this guy is getting out. Yeah, they can finally all wash the hands of him, whereas the team not being great on the field, uh, but also have had some off-field issues uh, with him and uh, everything that comes with that, as well as the uh, name change uh, a few years ago as well. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, a good day. A lot of celebration in Washington uh, that uh, Dan Snyder is no longer uh, the owner there. Yeah, absolutely, and they can all move on, and, you know, hopefully Washington can get, you know, competitive again because before he took over, Travis, they led the league in attendance, and last year they were dead last in the league in attendance. Yeah, not surprised. Hopefully the fan base will come back out. Yeah, hopefully they turn things up there, and I know that one of the big things for the new ownership that fans would love is a new field as uh, FedEx Field. Not heard very many highly regarded things uh, there in Landover about uh, that facility, so uh, maybe they can get a new stadium facilitated uh, there. Uh, DC Billionaire is also a part of this. Mitchell Rawls is a part of this group, as well as Magic Johnson are a part of his uh, Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment Group. And uh, uh, the uh, Harris is valued at $5.3 billion. So not bad. And then uh, acquired for that hefty price tag. And like you said, uh, when uh, Snyder purchased the franchise in 99 it was worth 800 or for 800 million and he sold it for 6.05 billion so I'd say it's pretty good absolutely it's pretty good pretty good uh there and uh, so this brings a lot of promise for washington and uh, hopefully they uh, turn it around you know uh, we talked about how not successful they've been and it's kind of talked about uh, that old famous Browns jersey of all the different quarterbacks that Cleveland's went through. Uh, but Washington themselves has uh, went through uh, quite a few as well. They thought they found the answer in RG3, and then it ended. And part of that was probably because of the FedEx field uh, being trash there as well. It didn't help uh, RG3 uh, with his knee there. So uh, that's been a big part of it, Washington trying to find – a uh, big uh, quarterback piece, franchise yep. quarterback. They haven't had one in forever. And they're not getting one anytime soon. Yeah. Lamar, they, they are, are they in play for Lamar Jackson? No. No? No. With new ownership, I, 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 I don't think there's a, a player in the – country that wants to go play for a new owner getting just into the league Mm. i don't know yeah i mean maybe not not right away but if they're uh if they're successful possibly uh you can jump on the bandwagon maybe a little bit there so uh we'll see how that works out and this uh, deal won't become official until the uh, new league year 
uh, or the until the league meetings scheduled for May 22nd, 24th in Minneapolis. Uh, the eight-member finance committee will examine the documents and put it to a vote of the other 31 owners. The NFL is familiar with Harris, who is a finalist in the bidding for the Broncos last summer before the Walton Group uh, won out the purchase of the Broncos for $4.65 billion. So it's going to sets the new record there for a franchise being sold with this uh, Commander's uh, 6.05 price tag. So it's a, a tentative agreement right now, but it's uh, all intents and purposes going to pass and uh, new owners there in Washington. All right, so we're up against the clock, and we'll close things out talking about the NBA, the two playing games tonight, as well as the playoffs start on Saturday and Sunday. Well, what am I saying? The playoffs have already started. I consider the play in playoffs, but the playoffs get in full swing this weekend, and we'll take a look at that coming up next to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Topless State Bank and Topless Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Steve here at Effingham Tire and Auto Center, ready to shake off those winter blues. Steve, I've been counting down the days until I leave for family vacation. We know with warmer weather comes road trips, vacations, and running the kids. Mom taxi coming through. I'm here to remind you that at Effingham Tire and Auto Center, we can change your oil, check your AC and tires, test your brakes. There's no job too big or too small. What about evening appointments? I typically work late. No problem. We're open till 11 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Did you say 11 p.m.? What about Firestone Tires? Yes, we've been your local Firestone Tire Center for over 40 years. Effingham Tire and Auto Center is locally owned and operated. Give us a call at 217-347-7718 or stop in today and check out our newly updated showroom and talk to me, Steve. It's settled. I'm going to Effingham Tire and Auto Center, my hometown car care specialist. And now, they play tonight. Tonight against Michigan. If you're listening, Wednesday. The starting lineup. It's not going to happen. I mean, uh, Michigan's overrated, but... Traff's mm-hmm. going to be so let down tonight. I'll report about it on Saturday. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9 for just a, a little bit longer, but we'll start off talking about the uh, playoffs and continuing the conversation in the pod as well as get to our weekend uh, things of NASCAR and a NASCAR pick'em. And uh, so uh, tonight the play in the tournament wraps up as the Bulls they're in Miami to take on the Heat tonight at 6 o'clock. And this will be determining who will go and face Milwaukee in the first round as the eighth seed. 
and it's the Bulls or the Heat. Can the Bulls pull it off tonight, Eric? It does not matter, Travis, because both of these teams will be fodder for the Bucks. Yeah, that's true. So it, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins this game is going to lose in five to the Bucks. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, the Heat, they're favored by a five in the game tonight. I'd go Heat. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of on the Bulls train. I think Jimmy Bucket shows up against his former team and, and puts a whooping on him. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't be uh, shocked in that. And I mentioned that Jimmy Butler shows up in the postseason and plays a lot better. And then, He didn't show up in their last game. That's why I think he's ready for a big night tonight. Yeah, especially against, uh, like you said, former yep. Bull. He'll do it. Yep. Then uh, the game tonight, the uh, other one is uh, the Thunder in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves favored by six points here. They lost to the Lakers uh, the other night. That's why they're here in the Thunder. Second youngest roster, and the only younger roster is the Kings. And uh, the Thunder will try to get in, and the uh, number one seed, uh, they'll face the Nuggets on Sunday. More important thing, Travis, uh, over under half a fight in this game. <laughs> uh, I go under. I'll, I'll go over because it's the postseason playoffs and and the atmosphere. I didn't say amongst teammate. I just said fight. And Rudy Gobert will be back on the court. So he will be. He's uh he's back in. So Mister Mister started COVID himself. Yep, he he did. <laughs> he just should stop using his hands. That's why he fought with someone. They brought that up that's, two years later. Yeah, that's the problem. That's oh, the problem. Man. Um, and then uh, game one's on uh, Saturday, uh, the Nets and 76ers. 76ers are huge favorites uh, to take the series, and they're huge favorites in game one. They're uh, favored by eight and a half. Uh, the Hawks, they're up against the Celtics in Boston. Uh, the Celtics are favored by nine. Obviously, heavy favorites in the series as well. Uh, Knicks are in Cleveland to take on the Cavs. Cavs, five and a half favorites. And then a lot of money, I think a lot of entertainment has been coming in on the Kings as the line is now shifted to even due to how the Warriors have horrible they've been on the road this year. And uh, that game's at 730. So that one should be a marquee matchup, Warriors against the Kings. And we all know Kings haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. So... Hopefully that building is rocking on Saturday. I I agree. I hope I hope that there's a lot of people that come out to that game in Sacramento and forces them to remember that they're going to stay there for a while and not move. Right. The defending the defending champions go to a Sacramento of all places, and the line is even, so it's a dead s- split there. That should tell you all you need to know. On uh, Sunday, uh, the Lakers and Grizzlies will start with their game one. Memphis, their three-and-a-half-point favorites. And the Clippers and Suns will be at 7 o'clock with the other two uh, number ones getting in action. Sandwiched uh, between those two is the Suns and Clips. Phoenix favored by seven in uh, this one. So it's KD versus Kawhi. And this no, Travis, matchup. it's KD versus Westbrook. Oh yeah, that's right. I always yeah. I keep forgetting he's on the Clippers now. Yes. So coming up in the pod, I'll tell you the most intriguing storyline to follow of all the series that we know about. 
most in intriguing storylines. All yes. right. So uh, stay tuned for that in the pod as well as the continue uh, preview of these uh, series more in depth. And also got to get to our NASCAR Pick'em game as well. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry. Don't forget about the Cardinals tonight and uh, this weekend here on 98.9. And have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to the uh, podcast. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks is still here. So is Eric. And we still got more stuff to talk about with the NBA playoffs. A little bit more in-depth preview of that. As well as NASCAR and a NASCAR pick as well. And maybe touch a little bit on the NHL. Uh, the last two games of the regular season is uh, this weekend. So take a look at that as well. All right, so let's see. Uh, let's clean up a couple of things from uh, SportsCenter before we get to any of that. Uh, Odell Beckham, he was introduced at Baltimore press conference yesterday. Uh, the Ravens' latest signing is hoping to team up with their star quarterback during his introductory news conference. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. said, Lamar, if you're watching, I would love to get to work with you. When asked if he had any concerns signing with Baltimore despite the uncertainty of Lamar Jackson's return to the team, Beckham acknowledged that he did not receive any assurance from Jackson that he would be the Ravens quarterback before signing his one-year $15 million contract. Hmm, so that's not great that he didn't get insurance, reassurance. Nope. Not hmm. good at all. Hmm. Uh, but, hey, according to uh, Stephen A. Smith, I heard him say on first take, Lamar is good with Coach Harbaugh. They, he has no problems with Coach Harbaugh. So, oh well, I'm I'm glad for that. He wanted to make that that known and that and that clear. Um, I mentioned that Mike Brown. He was uh, voted as the uh, coach National Basketball Coaches Association Coach of the Year. Fifty uh, year old, fifty three year old Brown helped Sacramento snap a sixteen year playoff drought and secure the three seed. In the Western Conference, Brown has said in a statement that the award is incredibly special to receive in his first season coaching the Kings. Uh, the Final Four's most outstanding player is moving on up as UConn of star forward Adamna Sanago uh, announced that on social media that he's declaring for the 2023 NBA Draft. Sanogo averaged 19.7 points a game, 9.8 rebounds, in six tournament games during the Huskies' run to the NCAA title. The two-time first-team All-Big East selection is ranked 87th ooh, 87th in the ESPN NBA draft rankings. Sanogo is maintaining his college eligibility, however, while also staying focused on the process in an attempt to hear his name called on June 22nd. And got a lot of room of improvement there, ranked 87th. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, throw everything away for 82nd. Wow. So I guess, yeah, good thing they're keeping your eligibility. But, hey, you just mm-hmm. won a national title. You're the Final Four most outstanding player. Maybe your stock wouldn't be any higher. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then also the last thing is that the uh, Bruins, they added to their historic season following a 5-4 to four regular season finale win against the Canadians. Uh, the uh, Bruins finished the regular season with 65 wins and 135 points. Both are NHL records now. Boston just lost 12 games in regulation and 5 in overtime this season. Uh, Boston will play the Panthers in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs that begin next week so uh, only 12 losses on the season that's a great year uh, for Boston so well uh, we shall see what happens in the postseason as the regular season uh, comes to a close you know uh, Colorado still up for grabs with uh, their division uh, they are in control of the uh, Central. They control their own destiny if they uh, win against uh, Nashville. And it looks like that's it. I thought there were games this weekend, but ha, I'm wrong. Uh, Sabres, Blue Jackets, and Avalanche Predators, those are the only two games on the slate. So uh, no games on Saturday and Sunday. That was what, all right, I'm going to ask your honest opinion because you're my hockey guy, okay? Mm-hmm. Is it just me or do I not feel excited about this year's Stanley Cup playoffs because there's no local teams in it? Yeah, I definitely can feel it. I feel it too. It, it just it doesn't feel like, eh. Right. Which it stinks because, as we've talked about, I think the NHL playoffs are some of the best playoffs in all of sports. Right. But I don't know if it's just because of Boston being as good as they've been all season and me believing a little bit of that hype. I don't know if it's because there's no Blackhawks, there's no Blues, the Predators aren't that great, they're not even that local. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's about the, uh, besides uh, Black, Blues and Blackhawks, the Predators are about the only localish teams uh, there that we got. I know why that they are not playing games on Saturday and Sunday because the playoffs start on Monday. Game yeah. ones, uh, Boston and Florida, they'll open up game one. Uh, the Kings matching up with uh, Edmonton. Uh, the Islanders are in Carolina, and Dallas are still waiting to decide if they are going to be uh, facing the Wild or not. Or. Uh, Colorado still don't know their playoff matchup either, but uh, it's a battle for New York in uh, round number one as it's the Rangers versus Devils, New York versus New Jersey, Tampa matching up with Toronto for the second year in a row in the first round, and Winnipeg is in Vegas on Tuesday to begin the Stanley Cup playoffs. So there you go. <sighs> That's a quick look at the NHL. Ready. All right, so let's move on to uh, the other postseason that is uh, this weekend, and that's the NBA, NBA playoffs here. Uh, the Warriors, they're defending champs, uh, but the Bucks are currently the uh, favorite to win the title on most sports books. So the one that I looked at, they're plus 240 to take the title, Boston. Also in that Eastern Conference, so they're plus 350 to win the title. And Phoenix is the best Western Conference team with the best odds, plus 480 for to win the championship. 
there. So uh, we'll wait to see if uh, the Bucks they'll match up with the uh, Heat or the Bulls on uh, Sunday. But let's just go ahead and uh, you want to start with uh, your most intriguing series here? Out of the East or the West? The or East, all yeah. Overall? The East. We'll go the East first. All right, we'll go we'll go east and I'll go most intriguing to least intriguing, okay? Mhm. For me the most intriguing is the Cavs Knicks. Yeah. And the reason why is the health of Julius Randle. Mhm. If Julius Randle is out and does not play in this series, then I think the Cavs have a shot. Now, if Julius Randle does play, I think the Knicks can win this. But I really don't know either of these teams because both teams haven't been playing good. Yeah. So, I, I, to me, the Cavs are the young, scrappy team. The Knicks kind of feel like they're just happy to be here. But to me, it's going to come down to the health of Julius Randle. That's definitely going to be a big part of it. I know last year the Cavs, they were a young team and they were a solid squad and injuries uh, kind of did them in. And then obviously a big game changer this offseason was acquiring Donovan Mitchell and he's been one of the bright stars to lead uh, this Cavs team with all this young talent that they have as well. So, uh, yeah, I would I would agree that that's the most intriguing series because – 76ers and Boston are such heavy favorites, and you would figure that no matter who wins between Miami and Chicago tonight, that Milwaukee would be heavy favorites in the first round here. So I would I would agree with uh, New York and Cleveland intriguing. My next intriguing series, Travis, is that 76ers-Nets series. And to me, it is two things for the 76ers, because as you said, they are overwhelming favorites. A lot of people have them pegged to possibly win the championship or at least represent the East. Yep. To me, can Joel Embiid step up and get it done in the postseason? And can James Harden, who led the league in assists this year, keep being that James Harden and not try to be the put up 25 to 30 shots a game James Harden that he used to be? Right. Yeah, and that's a big thing for uh, Joel Embiid, not particularly in the series, but they're definitely looking and high, having high aspirations there. Uh, Joel Embiid, one of the uh, favorites to win the MVP. I see a lot of uh, media uh, and uh, other people uh, voting for him for MVP. He uh, led the league in scoring 33.1 points a game uh, this series, the first center to win consecutive scoring titles since uh, McAdoo. Uh, did it in three years in a row from 73 to uh, 76. And I didn't even know this, but Harden, he has the third most uh, points in the playoffs without a title, only trailing Carl Malone and Elgin Baylor there. So uh, James Harden, th- third most points ever in the playoffs without a title. But he doesn't need to do that this year. And that's what concerns me is, will he try to be that James Harden again? Mm-hmm. And he's also uh, appeared in every every season he's made the playoffs. He has. As a player. Yep. No matter where he's been. OKC, Houston, uh, the Nets, and now with Philly. Yep. All he does is go to the postseason. 
now he's never won a title, yeah, so I don't know what that win. tells you. But just can't win uh, the title. Uh, Philly has maybe too many teams make the NBA playoffs. Yeah, uh, Philly has won 54 games this season, their most since 2000, 2001, when they won 56, and that ironically is the last time that they reached the conference finals, and they obviously reached the NBA finals uh, there with AI and that crew. That's been the big yep. bugaboo on Philadelphia and Joel Embiid, really, of how close that they've come here and just how disappointing exits, particularly one uh, shot that's being shown over and over uh, with the hype for the playoffs is Kawhi Leonard with the Raptors hitting that shot, uh, particularly over Embiid as well. So that's kind of been uh, one of the big things for Philadelphia is that they've uh, gone to 12 straight playoff appearances, uh, but they haven't reached the conference finals since 2000, 2001. It's the second longest drought in the NBA only trailing the Wizards. My next most intriguing series, Travis, is the Bucks versus whoever they play. And the only reason this one is kind of intriguing is because if it's the Heat, then we know that Jimmy Butler likes to show up in the postseason. And the health of Chris Middleton has me a teeny tiny bit concerned for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it happens to be Chicago, I think Milwaukee will steamroll them. But I think the Heat have a chance to possibly push them to five or six games. Right, yeah. uh, Milton is practicing with the uh, Bucks, so uh, that's a good thing. And I would agree with you. No matter who comes out of the game tonight, uh, Bucks are going to win this one easily. And my least in... Least intriguing series in the East is the Celtics and Hawks. The Hawks are lucky to be here. Uh, they're just happy to be here. And unless Trey Young goes for 55 a game, they don't have a chance. Hmm. And uh, the Celtics are trying to get back to uh, the uh, NBA Finals. And so they're on a mission. And so, yeah, I would fully expect... I fully expect the 76ers to roll the Nets, and I would expect the Celtics to roll the Hawks as well. They're on a mission to get that 15th title in franchise history, and of course, they're tied with the Lakers for most NBA championships, so they're looking to have that. And Jason Tatum's averaged 30.1 points a game this season, the first player to average 30 points a game in, in a season in Celtics history. So, and uh, Joe um, Muzela uh, is trying to lead the Celtics to the finals at age 34. Should Boston get there, Muzula would be the youngest finals coach since Bill Russell led the Celtics in the 68 finals as a player coach. And he was also at the age of 34 as well. Also, it would be back-to-back years for first-year head coach for Boston yeah. taking to the NBA finals. Right. Yeah, so no not matter, a stat you have every day. No, no matter who the coach is, Boston's a good squad, and they can get to the finals. But a lot of work to be done until they get there. But I should have no problem with Atlanta in the first. It round. shows you that coaches really don't matter in the NBA. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. All, All right. right. So the Western Conference. To me, Travis, the most intriguing series in the West is the Kings and the Warriors. Oh, definitely. And to me, it's because the Warriors on paper are a better team than the Kings. Yep. They have the postseason experience. They've been in this situation. They know how to do this. And they remember last year, everyone counted them out every round. 
Mm-hmm. And they ended up winning the whole thing. It's true. So they don't mind being the underdogs. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they cannot win away from Golden State is very troubling. It is. Because you're going to have to get one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And maybe you can say they'll turn it up in the postseason and uh, turn it around. But, yeah, that's definitely one thing that is scary uh, for sure. Uh, they're 11-30 record on the road. That's the third worst road win percentage by a defending champion in NBA history, trailing the 98-99 uh, Bulls and the 56-57 Warriors. Now, with that being said, Travis, I think the Warriors will win this series because I think the Warriors will win game one because I think the atmosphere and the situation will overwhelm that young Sacramento Kings team. Well, it's definitely going to be one of those uh, scenarios. They're going to ride the wave of uh, emotion there at the very beginning. And then when the game starts to settle down uh, there, yeah, I, I would look to the Warriors to possibly uh, being uh, without all that experience. It, it's it's a thing, Travis, is, is are the Kings and their fans just happy to be there or do they want to make a run? Right. Because everyone keeps saying, you know, oh, it's the first time in 16 years. We're happy to be here. And it's like, okay, but now you're here. Right. That's not the goal anymore. The goal is to win a championship. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, trio of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson, they've won 93 playoff games so far together. That's currently tied for the third most by any trio in NBA postseason history. Only trios with more are Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Mono Ginobili, 126 wins, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, and Michael Cooper, the trio there. Uh, so uh, Warriors trying to repeat as champions. The one big thing there is Andrew Wiggins. As I mentioned in the uh, Sports Center uh, hit, there he did uh, return to the team after not playing in the regular seat or down the stretch, not playing in the regular season. He missed 25 games due to personal matters, and he's one of the big defenders for Golden State. As last year in the playoffs, he guarded the likes of Ja Moran, Luca, and Jason Tatum uh, as well. So. Um, that's one of be the big things for Golden State and uh, the Kings. Yeah, their uh, big three has to uh, show up. Uh, I don't know who their third one is, but uh, Sabonis obviously is one of the big players, and he led the league in rebounding, and De'Aaron Fox as well. And also, statistically, they're the best offense in the NBA this year, so uh, they got that go going for them. Season and playoff is two completely different things, especially when you're the youngest team in the NBA. I know. Mm. So, my next most intriguing, Travis, and I would say that these two are tied, but I'll go with the Suns and Clippers next. Yep. Um, it's the Westbrook Durant. It's two teams that, you know, at the beginning of the season, I mean, the Suns obviously got better, but I don't think a lot of people after the Durant trade had them at four. I thought a lot of people probably thought they'd be a little higher than that, possibly a three or a two seed. Um, so they really haven't performed as much as they'd like. Durant's health is always a question for me. But to me, Travis, I like the Clippers in this. No. Yes. You're crazy. No, I'm not. 
I like the Clippers. I think the Clippers right now are playing better basketball. Mm. I don't know. I I I think the you know duo of uh, George not being there. I think that's gonna the hurt them uh, with the duo of uh, Durant and Booker, and uh, they're eight and zero this season when Durant plays. So, not a big sample size. It isn't, but he, he played eight games in an entire second half of the season. It means he's just fresh, or he's rusty. <laughs> yeah, that's the old argument. Uh, but I just. I don't know. I I like the Clippers over the Suns in this. And maybe it's because no one's talking about the Clippers. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of people are. I uh, will give you that. Uh KD has uh, shown up in the postseason though. He has 29.4 points per game average and that's the fourth most in NBA history uh behind MJ, Luka and Allen Iverson in there as well. And uh, Chris Paul, of course, I have to uh, dog on him because he's made 11 All-NBA teams, and that's tied with Charles Barkley and John Stockton for second most by a player without a a title all-time behind only Carl Malone, who did not win a title even though he was a 14-time All-NBA player. So, Dogging him and not James Harden because James Harden, as we already talked about, has been to the playoffs every year of his career. Yeah. Yeah. James Harden is a complainer, but not as much as Chris Paul. I don't like Chris gotcha. Paul at all. I know you don't. That's why I had to bring it up. State Farm commercials. Ugh. Hey, get that money. I guess so. <laughs> if State Farm was paying you to be in their commercials, you would take it too. I guess so. Be associated with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And Jake. And Jake from State Farm. Who could forget? Yep. Can't forget Jake. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what's the next intriguing series? To me, the next intriguing se- series is the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Yep. Because as much as I hate it, and you know I'm going to hate saying this, I think the Lakers are going to win this. Ooh. Yeah, I definitely... I don't like how uh, cocky the uh, Grizzlies are when you're going up against LeBron. It's the cockiness of the Grizzlies. It's all the off-court issues with John Morant still hanging over its head. And it's missing Steven Adams because AD is going to come in there and there's no one to stop him in the post. Right. Without Steven Adams there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be uh, shocked at all if the Lakers pull this one out. Uh, Memphis is currently uh, only right now. Uh, when I looked up yesterday, it could have been uh, even more today as I think some entertainment has been coming on on the Kings and Lakers. Uh, Memphis is only favored to win this series, uh, minus 136, and that's one of the lowest there out of all the playoff matchups. So I uh, wouldn't be shocked if L.A., uh, did that, pulled off the uh, seed upset, uh, if you will. Uh, the Lakers started off the season 2-10. and ten. They become the first team uh, to start 2-10 and ten or worse and finish with a winning record since both the Nets and Bulls did it in 04-05. So uh, they had a terrible start, but we all know that when AD's healthy, he's a great player. When LeBron, obviously, 
is healthy and they're on the same floor. They are a great duo there in the emergence of Austin Reeves as well for the Lakers. Well. Yeah. So, so they do have some pieces. I, and... I, I think, you know, if you look at who I picked, Travis, I picked all upsets in that first round. <laughs> yeah. I guess all you upsets. did. I, I, and I think I think that goes to how competitive the West has been this year. Mm-hmm. But one place I'm not picking an upset is the Nuggets. It doesn't matter who they're going to face. The Nuggets will win their series. Yeah. And to me, it is, can Jokic prove and guide a team? Is he going to be a great player or is he going to be part of a good team? That's what I want to find out in this postseason. Right. He's always a regular season MVP candidate, if not winning the MVP. But when the postseason comes, he shrivels up and hides. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought that they had a good chance of doing good things uh, the year of COVID and in the bubble as well. But we all know what happened there. And uh, Jokic, he just just missed out on averaging a triple-double. He averaged 24 points. Point five points a game, 11.8 rebounds, and only 9.8 assists a game. And he is only one of three players in NBA history to win an MVP award and never make the NBA Finals. The other two, Steve Nash and Derrick Rose. That Rose one hurts, Travis. Why I know. Bring it up? I know. I know. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> Thanks. And the Nuggets are also one of six teams to have never reached the NBA Finals. Of those six teams, Denver has the most playoff wins without a Finals appearance with 82 wins in franchise history. Uh, They have made the Conference Finals four times, most recently in the bubble uh, where they lost to the Lakers. They've lost eight of their last nine playoff games dating back to the 2021 West Semis against Phoenix. So, uh, they're trying to get that monkey off there back with postseason success and a Jokic as well. Uh, I don't know if he really pays attention to what the media says and everyone else says and all the chatter, but, yeah, he definitely needs a strong showing here in the postseason here, especially with the Nuggets being the number one uh, overall seed. Uh, he needs to make some noise here in this postseason. Yep, he does. And But, again, I'll keep saying he has no one around him. Yeah, not really. He doesn't even have a two. He's got like a one and a half. Jamal Murray. That's that's the half. That's about it. It's not a big three in Denver. It's one and a half. <laughs> so you yeah. talked about him not making his assist number, Travis. Imagine if he had a couple more shooters who could actually shoot. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he has carried this team to the one seed. Yeah. So, um, before we move away from um, NBA real quick, this just came down, Travis. Uh, the NBA is slapping the Dallas Mavericks with a $750,000 fine for tanking that game against the Bulls. Good. By missing the playoffs, the Mavs kept a first-round pick that they had traded to the Knicks. The NBA's head of basketball operations said in a statement that the moves undermines the integrity of the sport. Mm, good. I hope they miss out on the tenth uh, pick and get uh, fined this money. Well, they're getting fined the money for sure. But 
Hope it was worth it. Yeah. Again, you and me differ on that one. I know. We'll agree to disagree. We will agree to disagree. And that's okay. And that's all right. Speaking of people missing out on money, uh, Rory's missing out on $3 million for sitting out the RBC Heritage uh, Golf Tournament going on this weekend. I did see that. Yep. The uh, RBC Heritage is apparently a designated event. Yes. And so Rory decided to skip it this week, and, yeah, he's going to get docked uh, for those new PJ rules regarding designated events. Well, and Travis, you mentioned, uh, I believe, earlier today, or was it yesterday, about uh, the Penguins' 16-year postseason streak coming to an end. They have now fired their president of hockey operations, their general manager, and assistant general manager. Oh, my goodness. Clean in house. Clean in house. <laughs> haven't missed That's the what play- happens if you miss one year of the postseason. Yeah. I haven't missed the playoffs. The first time you missed the playoffs since Sidney Crosby's rookie year, and then you clean house. Everyone's out. Wow. Get out. <laughs> oh. Also, I saw Gerald McCoy is retiring. I did see that. Yep. Yep. Tampa Bay Buck. Yep. So. All right. All I got left is NASCAR and sports history. So you tell me which one you want to do. Let's do. Let's do sports history. This day in sports history. We'll start with yesterday because we missed two big things that happened yesterday. Uh, April 13th, 1997 in the 61st U.S. Master Tournament. Tiger Woods won his first major title, a record 12 strokes ahead of Tom Kite. Tiger's four-round total of 270 set a tournament record that I don't think has been broken yet. So Tiger bursted on the scene in 97, Travis. Make you feel old, does it? It does, yeah. I think I did see that earlier, and it it did make me feel old. Also yesterday in 2016, not only did the Warriors win their 73rd game of the regular season to set an NBA record, but Kobe Bryant scored 60 points to close out his career, most points by a player in his final regular season game in NBA history, and at 37 years old, 37, 234 days old, I should say, became the oldest player in NBA history to record a 60-point game. That was the game game where he put up like 50 shots or something. Yeah, he did. He put up a lot of shots. That was the let Kobe Bryant shoot game. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, was my, it might as well. It was his final game. So. And the Lakers were out of the postseason. They yeah. weren't doing anything. Just like everyone showed up to the Staples Center that night to see Kobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Just let him put on a show. And he did. He did. All right, moving on to... Uh, Today, you ready for today? Today, what happened today? On this day back in 1969, the Montreal Expos hosted the St. Louis Cardinals in the first ever regular season baseball game held outside of the United States. Hmm. On this day in 1996, the Detroit Red Wings reached 62 wins for the season, a then NHL record. Hmm. Not anymore. No. On this day back in 2010, at 21 years old, Oklahoma City superstar Kevin Durant became the youngest NBA player in history to win the regular season scoring title. And on this day, back in 2019, Tiger Woods won his fifth Masters title by one stroke over Xander Shoffley, Dustin Johnson, and Brooks Kepka. Woods' is 15th major and his first in 11 years, and it should have been the end of his competitive golf career. That's right. It should have been. Yep. Yep. 
All right, tomorrow, some anniversaries if you want to celebrate. Um, Jackie Robinson became the first back player to play in the MLB. He went 0 for 3 of the run score and a 5-3 win for the Brooklyn Dodgers over the Boston Braves. That was back in 1947. Uh, April 15, 2000, Cal Ripken Jr. collected his 3,000th career hit in a game against the Twins. Became the seventh player at the time with 3,000 hits and 400 home runs. April 15, 2013, it was the Boston Marathon bombing that happened. So, um, uh, a somber day there, but yeah, a, a sports a... anniversary nonetheless. Mm, yeah. You know what that means probably tomorrow, Travis? Uh, the uh, City Connect jerseys. Yep, we'll probably get those blue Red Sox jerseys. Yes. Love it. Also, April 15th, 2019, the Clippers rallied from a 31-point deficit to beat the Warriors, the largest deficit overcome to win in a postseason game over the last 20 years. Mm. April 16th, 1940, Cleveland's Bob Feller no-hits the White Sox on opening day. The only opening day no-hitter in history, Travis. It's been all the way since 1940 have an opening day no-hitter. And then I was thinking about the baseball season was just starting, like, in 1940. We've been playing for, like, three weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of less, a lot of less games Teams, than... a lot less, yeah. Not very many TV rights. Nope, nope. And postseason stuff. April 16th, 1996, the Bulls broke the 71-72 Lakers single-season NBA wins record with their 70th victory of the season, an 86-80 win at Milwaukee. Chicago finished the season with 72 wins and 10 losses. Of course, the Warriors would break that record with a 73-9 season, but I'll always say that Bulls team was a better team because they won the finals. Yeah, I, I think everyone would say that. Uh, April 16th, 2000, the biggest draft bargain in NFL history is Tom Brady was selected 199th over on the sixth round by the Patriots on what was Bill Belichick's 48th birthday. Ooh. How about that? Didn't know that one, did you? No. No. I did not. Uh, April 16th, 2001, Ray Borick sets an NHL record with his 21st consecutive season of making the playoffs. That is a streak, Travis. Yeah, you're talking about James Harden making the playoffs. That's a impressive yeah. streak. And finally, April 16, 2003, Michael Jordan played in the final NBA game of his career as he scored 15 points in a Wizards loss to the 76ers. Ah. Uh, uh. Shouldn't be the end. I don't want to say end of Michael Jordan's career in the Wizards together, but... That's what I have to say. That's uh, that's what happened. <sighs> so there you go. That is uh, sports history. That's your this day in a sports history for yep. today and this weekend. Yes. All right. You wanna you wanna do the NASCAR Survivor? And we'll wrap things up. NASCAR. Let's get to that. NASCAR. All right. NASCAR Pick'em. We're in Martinsville this weekend. First true short track race of the year. I mean, we did do Richmond a couple weeks ago, but Martinsville's flat and Richmond is relatively boring. So it put on a good race, though. So hopefully this Martinsville race will put on a good race as well. And uh, for Pickham, I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr., Travis. I mean, his name is Martin. They're at Martinsville. It's his house. By that logic, yes. Yes. Hmm. All right, so I 
had a little catching up to do. I uh, had a little uh, catching up to do with my uh, document that I keep for uh, NASCAR. Uh, uh-huh. So I think I'm all cut up, and I think I've gotten everybody crossed off the list that I need to that I've picked in the last couple weeks. Uh, man. There, there's a. I'll, I'll be honest, Travis. There's a big fish out there. I I'd be leery of taking him this weekend. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it yesterday. Talking about Chase? Yes. Hey, I'm not, I wasn't going to take him. Yeah, good call. Uh, I think his first race back, even though it is Martinsville and it's a lot less, I think, demanding, um, I just don't think that's a good place to to pick him for a place like a pick, like, you know, like pick him like we're doing um, for his first race back. I, I just don't know his health. If he's going to be able to make the whole 500 laps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh that's fair. Hmm. Man, I don't. Oh, and don't forget no uh, chastaining at Martinsville this year. Yeah, no, unfortunately not. They outlawed it. Dang. Uh, all right here. I, I don't know how well he's done at this track. I'm just going to go with it. Uh, Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski. Hey, he's been having some good races recently. That team seems to finally be building some momentum. I think he ran good at Richmond. He's, um, I don't know if he's won at Martinsville before, but I know he has, uh, run good in the past at some of these short tracks um actually looking at looking up the stats for you right now on on brad at martinsville so um yeah finish let's see third fourth third third he, yeah he's won twice there but yeah seems pretty good then yeah. i'm i'm happy with my now, choice now granted his wins were when he was with penske ah so, take yeah. that for what it is. Yeah. His last two races with RFK was 17th and 36th. Hmm. Yikes. But, you know, you never know. You never know. You never know. I'm hoping for a I don't good mind, one. I don't mind that pick at all. I'm hoping for a good one. I was going to look up where he finished at Richmond, because I thought for sure he was running good. I know last weekend at the dirt in uh, Bristol, he was awful, and he spun out all by himself like 14 times. <laughs> oh, he finished 10th at Richmond, Travis. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that's a track I don't think he's ever won at, like in his entire career. So, hmm. oh, I take that back. He's won there twice. But either way, I don't mind your picks at all. I think, I think, I think Brad K is a, a good pick there. There you go, Brad Keselowski, who we're rolling with this week. Yep. So we will recap that on Monday. Get you recapped everything for the weekend. We'll see how well we do. Yep. All righty. So uh, we'll uh, see how well we do uh, this weekend, and we are going to get on out of here. And uh, so uh, everyone have a, a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday recap everything that happens in the playoffs on the NBA side and we'll recap the 
MLB, Logo Sports as well, and the top five moments of the sports weekend as well, all coming up on a Monday's show. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading, and have a great weekend. Peace. Peace.